From the team that produced Girls Trip, What Men Want is an outrageously hilarious must-see comedy, and it's in theaters on February 8th. Starring Taraji P. Henson as a woman who gains the incredible power to hear men's thoughts and uses it to win in life and love. Uh, with hilarious performances by Max Greenfield, Tracy Morgan, Pete Davidson, and Wendy McClendon Covey. There's so much diversity both in front of and behind the camera. What men want is the perfect movie to see with your girlfriends. It's rated R. And again, it's in theaters on February 8th. Every day together, always. I really feel that I'm losing my best friend. I can't believe this could be the end. It looks as though you're letting go. And if it's real, then I don't want to know. Don't speak. I know just what you're saying. So please stop explaining. Don't tell me cause it hurts. No, no, no. Don't speak. I know what you're thinking. And I don't need your reasons. Don't tell me cause it hurts. I mean, I can keep going. I mean, I know, I'm trying to think of something to say. Do you listen thing. to the alternative? I mean, once upon a time, I know, I know who that was. So. Okay, I was like, Kia should know this one. Yeah, you know, I, I like her. I do too. I don't think she's ever done anything problematic, Mm-mm. and I appreciate it. And I've always thought that she was really cute. She's very cute, super pretty. That lip, she always has a lip. Her roots when, are never yeah. showing. Gwen Stefani's. And um, she actually has one of the first, like, not one of the first, but I don't know if you know the song Just a Girl. I'm just a girl. A little old thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it because she's like, uh, first of all, fuck you. But anyway, praise the Lord, niggas. (laughs) Bless him. Bless his high and holy name. Praise him every day. Every day. What's going on, sis? Ooh, I'm just here, you know, just here in 2019, just being here. I mean, here is better than not here. (laughs) And that is it. it? (laughs) That is just all. That is it. I, um, you know, trying to make better decisions, but like still have a good time. We were, uh, what were we watching? Me and Tristan were watching TV and the KFC commercial kept popping up mm-hmm. um, for that damn mashed potato chicken bowl. Mm-hmm. Tristan was <laughs> like, yo, I used to fuck them things up. Really? I was like, same nigga. I love a mashed I'm... potato chicken and corn combo. <laughs> I've never actually had one in my life. Oh my God. They were delicious back in the day. But so I made them. I made one at home. (laughs) Rife, rife with MSG. Modium. Just just all the monosodium glutamate. That's why you have to cook it at home. And that way, you know, everything that's going into your food. And of course, please have a green vegetable or two to accompany. No beige plates. Or bowls. How are you, sis? That's right. You know, uh, same. I'm 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 here. Um which is just always a blessing uh, as opposed to, to, to being, to not being here. So exactly. 
You know, we're going to talk about this uh, at around the kitchen table, but life is lifing. Ooh, life is life. That continues to be a part that continues to be part for the course as we navigate these streets of adulting. All the good, the bad, the ugly. I haven't mm-hmm. done that, have I? Have I done no, that? No, not in a I while. Did? Not in a while. I'm so sorry. The good, the bad, the ugly, the twi- the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real adult in the year of our Lord 2019. Oh, it's wow. official. We're official it's now. Official. We're official now. I'm like, you know how I'm here? I'm like that map in the mall with the X. So you really don't know where you are, but you know that you're there. Because <laughs> it's telling yes. you. Because <laughs> you don't know where you are in proximity to the next thing. No, but well, you're there. You know what I'm saying? But you're here. <laughs> but you know you that here. you are here. So, so that's the starting point, right? That's kind of where I'm at right now, if that makes sense to you all. Most deaf. Well, yeah, we're going to get into the show, man. We got... Uh, yeah, we got we plenty got trash. Plenty. Oh, well, let us plenty. get us... Let's let's get the cleanup woman on in here then. Ty. <laughs> Heavy, heavy. Oh, the trash is heavy today. Not old loud, Jennifer Hudson. Where Jenny at? Somewhere not screaming in my ear, and I'm grateful. Um, Amen. So the government is reopened. You know, on like, <laughs> like on some like oh, some black thirty day shit. pro, right. like a ninety day probation. Right. Like not even. I don't even know. Super Joe. irritated, but I'm glad. Um, you know, for those who deserve to get paid and like haven't been getting paid, it's that's this has just been disgusting. And it's just the whole purpose behind it is disgusting. And the reason behind him opening the government is disgusting because he didn't reopen the government out of the kindness of his heart or knowing that people needed to work and make money and like provide for their families and were putting their cars up for sale for groceries and, and to make rent and all kinds of crazy shit. no. He reopened the government because his friend got indicted. I thought that, and I mean, I could be wrong, but it doesn't, it's it's not lost on me that the convenience of the reopening, it also falls around things like the Super Bowl, Mm. like major money making Mm -hmm. periods. Yes. um, In, in this country. Um, All Star Weekend. Some major events are happening within the next couple. And then of it's weeks. shut down right before tax return. <laughs> exactly, and I feel as though, you know, the 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 bottom line will always be the dollar. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just even in the interest of safety, like you cannot have air traffic controllers in TSA and all the other government um, officials, but specifically those who you know monitor or work in the in travel and transportation. <sighs> Um, with that kind of money moving, no, in this country, I I feel like that may have something to do with it. That is just my own theory. No one told me that. We're just kind of talking in the at the beauty parlor on Friday, and that kind of came up. But um, either way you slice it, your black is beautiful. <sighs> That's right. Um, yeah, but yeah, he did it because his friend was getting indicted. That's what I think, and. Um, like you, I think it also is a combination with that and all of the money making events, such as the Super Bowl. But it would serve it as a distraction, mm-hmm. you know what I'm? Or he thought it would serve as a distraction because that right. If you haven't looked into the Roger Stone business, get into it. It's heavy. So Cardi <clears throat> got a deal with Pepsi. 
did. And has another Super Bowl commercial because remember she had one last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chloe and Hallie are also performing at the Super Bowl. So I know. Really? Yeah, it's been a lot of I've I've seen a lot of things about that. You know, people were feeling a lot of waves, and you know, my house in particular is is a you know we knit with Kaepernick, we stand with Kaepernick, but you know we're not big football people, and it's fine. Like whatever you all choose to do, I know a lot of niggas who watch football, and I know a lot of niggas who don't. I'm not getting ready to pass judgment on anybody. Chloe and Halle, though, like you know, I I, I you know they got to get their coin. I guess if we want to look at the silver lining of it, like at least they're trying to get black performers in there. So it could be worse. It could just be like no representation whatsoever. So I don't know. Take that as you will. But yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, I I, I mean you know <laughs> right. I, I I tried to find something positive in it, and I'm like, all right, you know. Yeah, we like Chloe. I'm like, and but. We like Chloe true. and Hallie, so it makes it difficult, right? But mm-hmm. we like a lot of people, mm-hmm. and they well, we'll get to that. Right. Something positive: Beyonce is coming back with new music soon. Hallelujah! The Dream said he's working on music with She, and I think we all knew it because we saw the braids for so long, so we knew something was coming. She's been kind of quiet, you know. Although she could just be being a mother. That's, That's a lot. True. She does have three. She has three. <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, tres amigos. Yes, three musketeers, amigos. She's got three kids. So she could very well just be doing that. But every time we see the braids, we know what's getting ready to happen. We saw the braids for a while. Okay. She's starting to post content. Like the dream said it. So get your coins together. Speaking no. of people that we, who like, who, um, you know, just, Say stupid ass shit. Oh boy. <sighs> Taraji. Mm. So I saw that story come up in my thing and I was like, what's Taraji? What's, what's, what's Taraji doing? What's Taraji doing? So I clicked on it. And Taraji was trying to make some point that there is no like white men are not facing the same repercussions. Um legally as black men or the backlash and she was doing that uh by searching mute harvey weinstein and like all these variations of mute harvey weinstein to show that there were not like there's not a laundry list of harvey mute harvey weinstein hashtags we'll get to why that is then she put in the mute r kelly or whatever and then all of the you know all the hashtags and all the posts and things came up Girl, what are you doing? First of all, first first and foremost, Harvey Weinstein is not a musician. What exactly would we be muting? This is what I said on Twitter. Like, this is senseless. What exactly would we be muting? What? Movies? Like, what? I don't... He's not a musician. He does not put out music. We... Mute R. Kelly is very specific to the fact that while he has been disgusting all this time, and no, we are not getting ready to go into an R. Kelly tangent. While he's been disgusting all this time, he's had the freedom to keep releasing music and keep making music. And like, that is wrong, (laughs) you know, at the expense of these young girls and these women. So that's where Mute R. Kelly comes from. You can't mute this anyway. 
Furthermore, there's already a Harvey Weinstein documentary out. There's another one coming out. And the man has been indicted. Like there's a trial. So what are you what what's your point? I mean, it was just completely baseless. Um and I, it was hard for me to to tweet that tweet about Taraji because I try to root for her. I oh, really absolutely. Do. Um and, and and everything. So this is like just as much I mean, we just in the interest of our conversation around Survivor R. Kelly and the responsibility that we said we were going to take to just not be silent anymore. Mm-hmm. For me, my disappointment lies in the fact that, you know, Taraji as a, as a black woman, as a black woman role model, um, failing to acknowledge, I don't want to say she feels understand because I don't want to speak for her in that mm-hmm. way, but failing to acknowledge the way that whiteness and privilege and power operate in this space and just how, you know, just on both sides of the conversation, just, you know, how do we blame, um, how, how do you, how do you shade people who are speaking out against, um, somebody who has been shown to be predatory to black girls and black women? Um, and then, you know, have this like completely unfair, un, unfounded, just, it's just like comparing apples and oranges really in terms of comparing Harvey Weinstein to R. Kelly as men. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just, it just assumes, you know, you just take, I don't want to go, I don't want to go there, but I do think that it's just wrong, you know, and especially Taraji as a black woman for her to, to fail to acknowledge that and, and how like even not even Weinstein, but like Dr. Larry Nasser, the guy who was, uh, you know, molesting all the gymnasts mm-hmm. and, you know, just what it looks like in the way, you know, Larry Nasser did what he did for years and years and years. As soon as it came out that, um, you know, he had abused all of these women, he was indicted and put in jail. It was it was handled immediately, immediately. Like there was the, like it wasn't a breath. Exactly. And then we we turned the conversation into so. The Harvey Weinstein um, and R. Kelly comparison. I think Larry Nassar would be a better comparison because both we're talking about the abuse of children. Harvey Weinstein was abusing women, adult, but they were adults. So the mm-hmm. extra layer of of, of abusing children, um, you know, even makes the, like Taraji's comparison even more faulty, in my opinion. But we're saying that. NASA was found to be predatory against white girls and was thrown underneath the jail immediately. Mm-hmm. We have known for almost generations that R. Kelly has been doing this to black women and yet he is still at the club on his birthday. And that's what makes it the most disappointing, like you said, because she's a black woman. Exactly. And for her to to, to be shaming or what it feels like or what, what I perceive for her to be shaming us... Uh, as consumers, mm-hmm. people who are supporters of, of of fans and celebrities, people who have the responsibility of notoriety, um, because I deem it a responsibility when you are a public figure, whether you want to or not, you have influence. Mm-hmm. So people who have the responsibility of that influence for you to shame them um, in, in defense of someone who has been who has been found to be careless and reckless mm-hmm. um, 
in that way, I think is real, real irresponsible. And it's not even a matter of like canceling or, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you can do what you want to do, but I think even beyond the conversation mm-hmm. of like, oh, we got to cancel Taraji now. I think we got to, we got to like pull Taraji's coattail more than anything else and yeah. say, what happened, sis? Like, I feel like, like yes. what happened? What like, happened? And that's what, that's what, that we, like this cancel culture is a lot, but <laughs> Sometimes you really do need to open people's eyes and help them. Now, if they don't want to see, if they are willfully ignorant at that point, then there's nothing you can do about that. But sometimes it's a matter of like reining in your people and being like, sis, let me tell you all the reasons why that was fucked up. Yeah, like, 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 nah, like, nah, we, we, like somebody. And I hope that it happened, you know, and I mean, I don't know the whole, I didn't see her response, but from what I understand, she deleted the initial post and then and then she's there was a, a subsequent post that came out saying like she deleted uh, I mean the stories were it was in a story so it was only gonna live for 24 hours anyway so I don't know okay. how quickly she deleted it after that but she put out a tweet it seemed very PR like let's she was like let's be very clear you know R. Kelly is guilty I'm not advocating for R. Kelly whatever whatever um so it was like very much like, hold on, let me clean up what I just did. But you already did it. And she did it in like a like like a, um, a succession of like three stories or whatever. Yeah. So like three or four stories like and it was really like, hmm, hmm, like, right. And I was like, girl, like you're doing a lot right now. And you're not saying anything. And this is not a social justice issue at this point. Right now, this is not about that. I mean, it is in the fact where, like you said, something happened to white girls and it was immediately addressed. This has been going on to black girls for a long time and it's it's still not being properly addressed. And if you want to talk about that part of the social justice issue of it, yes, we can discuss that. But to say that white men are not facing the same consequences is really not, that is not the time or the place for that conversation. Well, it's just two different conversations. And I think it's a real, it's a real simple comparison, but we're not dealing with this simple issue. Like complexity behind all of this is, you know, you, 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 it's added and we have to acknowledge that and we, and especially with when it comes down to talking about like how power and privilege and whiteness operate in this country. Exactly. And anyway, I'm tired with her. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I don't know about canceling Taraji, but I would love to have a conversation with her, figure right. out where her head was at and figure out where we can get it and how we can get it in the right place. We need more people to get in the right place. We can't just be canceling everybody all over the place. We need like people to get their heads together so that we can like unify in some way. Right. Because I'm like, this is Taraji that hosted Black Girls Rock. Right. Now she out here caping for R. Kelly. That's disappointing. Save the canceling for like Kanye. And even R. Kelly. (laughs) Right. I mean, or even, even, I don't know. She just left it open-ended. If she felt aware there was something else behind it, you got to say more than a 15-second story. Um, and then, yeah. But we can... That's um, the thing. Getting, she didn't feel more behind, She didn't feel more behind it. She just really thought she was making a point. Okay. DMX is out of prison. Whoa, hooray. And he's already performing. He is Aww. already just out here in these streets. Yes. Get your bag. Come on, Earl. 
Come on, Earl. <laughs> Get your money, Earl. I um, know DMX is a prayer warrior. That baby prays. Let me Did y'all you know something. YouTube that YouTube DMX prays? Because I'm telling you, it's on there. He was at some radio show or something, and they like dared him or something. I don't know. I don't remember the context, but he ended up praying. And when I tell you that people thought it was going to be a joke, but I lifted my hands like, you better pray <laughs> down, DMX. <laughs> Reach heaven. Do you hear me? After you Google that, then Google oh DMX Reading Rainbow Remix. Um, You're welcome. That sounds like a terrible idea. It's actually one of the best things that's ever going to happen to you if you've never heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we root for Earl. You know what I'm saying? We root for Earl. He is the uncle who just, you know, can't get, stay clean. But we're just we're still rooting for him and just hoping that one day he will. We still love you. We do. And all of your... 77 children (laughs) (laughs) in your Yanla episode. Um, Never forget. A judge has granted Tisha Campbell a temporary restraining order against Dwayne Martin. Stop your mouth. Based on allegations of domestic abuse. What? I I saw that and I was like, what? (laughs) Shut your mouth and keep on talking. Hmm. Mm. Now what is going on? I don't know. On? I don't know. You know what? Let me see if I can, if we can dig a little bit more into it, right quick, real mm. fast. But I was like, wait, I didn't see this from the Martins. I didn't see this coming from the Martins. Well, I heard that they 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 were not doing well. Well, so apparently Tisha. Okay, this is according to the shade room. Tisha claims that Dwayne began physically, emotionally, and mentally abusing her back in '96, not too long after they were married. She says she's chosen to finally speak up about her situation now because she can no longer fe- live in fear of retaliation. The need to press criminal charges for his acts overshadows the embarrassment of making his crimes against me public through his through this report. Dear God, this is serious. This is serious. And I'm okay. So this is now this is just all me and like, you know, my my conspiracy theories and whatnot. So, you know, remember Tisha. So Tisha came out and this is not too long after she was married with saying that Martin was going too far on the sets of Martin. Remember Martin when he Lawrence. was kissing her and stuff, Martin mm-hmm. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So there was that, and I'm a married woman, and he does all of these things. He's kissing me, blah blah blah, tongue down my throat. Now I don't. Nothing ever really seemed to come of that outside of the fact that they started. Well, the biggest thing was that they started filming scenes separately in the last season. Um, she would not be on set with him, but recently I've seen posts and pictures of them together like him her and and Tashina Martin Lawrence Tisha Campbell and Tashina Arnold okay so I'm wondering how much of that and then I also know that Martin had a drug problem so he could have like been buck wild on the sets you know what I'm saying he also dated Tashina Arnold anyway I say I'm wondering (laughs) it's messy right I'm wondering how much of that was like happening as opposed to maybe Dwayne being uncomfortable with her scenes with him or what have you 
because I so feel she like made that up. I don't know if she necessarily made it up. It it could probably was happening to a degree because again, Martin had a drug problem. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm like if if you were if you were so um like you you like you know things were making you uncomfortable to the point where you wouldn't film any scenes with this person. You know what I'm saying? That was a very public thing. And then now, years later, maybe you forgiven. I don't know. I'm just these are all like, you know, just little things that have popped in my head. But I'm wondering, like, you know, now that she's not with Dwayne, you know, was that more so like a Dwayne thing or was that like an I don't know. But you see, do you get where I'm what I'm saying? I mean, I, I guess, you know, if you I guess I can see where you're going, but I'm I don't I'm know. just not sure. But these are things I've thought about. Well, I mean, it's all speculation. It's all speculation. We don't know anything that happened. So we were not there. It's all speculation and allegation. Lastly, mm-hmm. Joel Santana wants to push back his surrender date. Girl, we don't care. To attend a Tyler Perry event no, in Atlanta. Nope, 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 nope. No, that he says no. is crucial to his career. I do not care. <laughs> sure don't care. I just thought that would be fun to share. And actually, that's not last. Last, last. Mm-hmm. Black Panther won top film at the SAG Oh, Awards. yes, it did. It deserves. And, uh, the cast what deserves. King T'Challa. Spoke a mighty word during his uh, acceptance speech. From what oh, I yes, heard, yes. I haven't. Re- I haven't. I saw pieces only. Um, I think Toya had recorded pieces on her Insta story, and I've been meaning. I had a day at work, so I didn't get a chance to go back and and look. But from what I understand, so I've heard. He, you know, had had some some things for the for the people to ponder. I just love them. I'm, yeah, I need to go back and look at that as well. But I'm really, really proud of them. Proud of the cast. Ryan Coogler, you all deserve. Everybody deserves. Black Panther was amazing. And that is it for the trash. I think that's enough. That is enough. My sister's popping right now. Like. All right, it's time to shout out some... Uh, today, uh, we're going to shout out a bro. Black brother. Yes, Angie Stone. Um... <laughs> I would like to shout out. So I had to do, I did a, well, not, well, I did a photo shoot this weekend. Yes, you did. A brand photo shoot for Team Typing Fast and kind of just to have some images of Dr. Kia, whoever that girl is, Um, (laughs) you know, for the interwebs and different things that we have coming up this year. So um, evidently I've got to start taking more pictures and we're starting things off in January. So I shot yesterday with, um, Al Bailey, who is a DMV based photographer. Um, and I just wanted to shout him out because he was awesome to work with and he has awesome images. He made me feel really comfortable, really kind of flexible, really just, um, and really humble, but when I say flexible, meaning like he had really creative and conversant. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, I felt like we were partnering to create, uh, you know, the pictures and the looks and everything. It was a very collaborative um, photo shoot, which was really ideal for somebody like me um, who really doesn't know what she's doing. But I felt like we were all kind of <laughs> in there figuring it out and making it work it together. It looked amazing. Uh, and, and the pictures came out amazing. Um, I'm still, you know, don't have all of the final edits and retouched images and all of that, but 
from what I've seen so far, I'm super pleased um, with how everything is coming together. And I'm looking forward to continue the working relationship with Al Bailey. So y'all check out Al Bailey. Um, I'll put all his contact information, his website and all of that in the description box. Um, And he shot, you know, he shoots around the DMV and he's just awesome. So y'all be sure you check him out. I was just on his Instagram page a little while ago. He's he's done all kinds of weddings and engagement shoots and, you know, brand photo shoots, editorial kind of shoots, parties, events. Um, And I even saw him here. Evidently, uh, what's the little girl from... um, uh, the little girl from uh, I'm not the little girl The lady from uh, Housewives of Potomac Karen Oh you know I don't know None of them I know Bisque, baby. But uh, <laughs> But uh, I think that there was a wedding I don't know There was a wedding He shot I don't, And he shot with, uh, with 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 those You know Ladies of The real Housewives of Potomac <laughs> And that's what I'll say I'll leave it there Because I was going to say Something shady But y'all check out Al Bailey um, Support him if you are looking for a photographer in this area, uh, work with him. You will not be sorry. No, you won't. Because my sister's pictures are popping. I can't wait to like share them. Like, I'm going to have to like be responsible and like not just post them all at once, no, which is really challenging for me. Because no, I'm just like, I want everybody to see. No. But but you we have to like, to them for a little you bit. have to hold on to them and kind of like roll them out. Yeah. Different. They all serve purposes. You know, exactly. it's all. So much, so much. But yeah, uh, that's the shout out this week. Y'all check out Al Bailey. Y'all check out Al Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to learn how to talk. Okay. Let's move on to the kitchen table. La Mesa. Boomerang is coming Tuesday, February 12th at 10, 9 central on BET. How is it different from the film of the same name, you ask? Well, let's get into it. First off, it's a scripted half hour dramedy. We're introduced to the Graham legacy, Simone Graham, daughter of Marcus and Angela. She's headstrong, gorgeous, and uncompromising. Her colleague and guy, Bessie Bryson, is the son of Jacqueline Breuer. Remember uh, lingerie in the trench coat? Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Bryson has a vision for making his mark in the business, but he has his eye on Simone as well. Ari is an emerging director who walks on the wild side, and David is a pastor who has yet to get over Crystal, Simone's best girlfriend. Tia is the firecracker of the crew, ready to break big with the help of Simone's marketing genius. You'll see some of your friends and a lot of yourself on screen. So check out Boomerang, executive produced by Lena Waithe and Halle Berry. Premieres Tuesday, February 12th at 10, 9 central on BET. Check BET.com for show exclusives. So guys, it's time to gather around the kitchen table yet again. Is... Jade and I, and then just full transparency, <laughs> we both, you know, showed up to record tonight, just exhausted and just overwhelmed in our spirits. Um, and instead of trying to fake like we are not feeling what we're feeling, we just thought we would talk about it and share it with you all. We understand that there may be those of you who don't want to hear this. Um but, you know, we just going to do what we got to do right now um, and just be real transparent around the kitchen table about uh, things that are uh, making us anxious and stressing us out and making us nervous. Um, 
And this is not to say that we are ungrateful or we are don't are not appreciative or, or nobody the, else is not right, stressed or out the, or anxious. Right, or we're the only one. God who forbid. May be tired. We're not suggesting that at all. <laughs> we're just saying that, you know, these are the things that are on our minds and hearts at this particular point in time. So we are, you know, kind of talking through them together and thought that we would open that conversation to our getting grown family, mm-hmm. you know. Just in case somebody else might be experiencing what we are experiencing. (laughs) You know, relatability is a thing. Just a little bit of, you know, and just in the way of a disclaimer, we don't want to offend. So I, um, okay, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll start the conversation by saying this. I think that there are seasons in life, right, where they're like sowing and reaping, not to be like all biblical and, and preachy, but where there are seasons where you like are trying to build something, trying to start something, um, praying for something, mm-hmm. working towards something, and then then you get it, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't know what you don't know about that thing until you know that you don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I am... Just I feel like that that just kind of encompasses where I'm at, um, just in many respects. So professionally, things are going well in that I have had some success at work. And as a result, you know, I've been promoted, which is a blessing. Right. So I'm not complaining about that. But as I am being faced with the new expectations the expectations of my new position and all the responsibilities um, that I now have, in addition to the ones that I've already had um, and thinking about, you know, the new things that I have to do that I don't have a lot of familiarity with, um, but I'm still expected to perform at a really high standard. Mm -hmm. I feel the pressure of what I prayed for. Right. (laughs) So like, It's like I'm in it now and now the pressure is you got to show up and you don't want to mess up and you're being asked to to do things that you feel like you can do, but you've never really done. So you don't really know if you know how to do it. And I think that 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 can be seen, you know, in a lot of different respects, like whether that be starting a new endeavor, promotion on a job, starting a new degree program, having a baby getting married like I thought I thought it was a a common space so I just wanted to talk about it it's actually very it's 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 super relatable to me because I've not been given a promotion at work and probably won't but (laughs) um but y'all know I've been working on this cooking show and doing all these things and I was presented with a really um dope potential opportunity um, and it's oh, almost everything I could have asked for in one lump, um, as far as I know right now. <laughs> and now that I have to deliver certain things, it's kind of like, oh shit. All right. Well, here I am. Mm-hmm. And this is everything that I wanted, but now it's time to work. And that, so th- I like I like what you said earlier. We were talking before the uh, before the episode when you um, I think it was your boss who said that all anxiety is not bad. 
Like, yeah. it's not it bad Keisha. anxiety. Keisha oh, Keisha. Yeah. It's not. Not not all of it is bad. Not all of it is negative. Like, sometimes there's a there's a good anxiety. It's an anticipation of, like, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's going to happen and knowing that good things are going to happen, but just having that human emotion of, like, but I don't want to underperform. Right. So it's like... It's good anxiety in that it pushes you to greatness, but it, it doesn't feel good. Right. <laughs> right. It just um, feels stressful. <laughs> and I think that in, so I don't know. I don't know what the fix is. This is not going to be one of those episodes where we wrap everything up in a bow of oh, no. strategies and keys. And this is how you do it, because this is something that we are very much living. This is like very, we are here. so I guess I'm my question is like what is the if it's good anxiety to have but it feels crappy like how do we learn how to use it because to me to me Mm -hmm. the anxiety comes around you know I've been given this task I feel like I know how to do it but I've never really done it Mm mm-hmm so it's like the anxiety comes. It's like, do I take the leap? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I take the leap. It could go one or two ways. I win or I fall on my face. And the fall on my face is always the loudest thing. It's always the most <laughs> vibrant and vivid <laughs> image in my mind. Like, and that's where I tend to get stuck. So I wonder if the anxiety is good. How do we use it? Because I feel like people use it. Because Keisha was like, who like who do you think you are that you're not going to be anxious and she was like you don't think Beyonce gets anxious and I was like well I wonder what Beyonce gets what is Beyonce scared of what could she possibly be afraid of telling you going Um, to the bodega right but I mean it's a whole nother conversation but I I just yeah the question how do we learn how to use it how do we how do we figure out how to manage it and how do we figure out not to be afraid of it? I don't know. I'm just asking every eight questions. I don't know. I don't think there's any way to, to necessarily like not be afraid. I think, or not be anxious or not be stressed. I think that sometimes it's just going to be there. Like it's just going to happen. And I, and, and your biggest, your biggest challenge for yourself is to figure out ways and how to get through it and to keep pushing forward. Right. So, mm-hmm. I told you I had and my my stress and my anxiety is like twofold right now in my life because and I've mentioned it and I've spoken on it. But um, it, it's twofold in the sense where it's like professional wise, where I'm, you know, making different developments and different things are happening in the space in this, you know, this space that I've built and I'm still building. But then also in my personal life. I, I mentioned, you know, like Noah going to school. Noah goes to private school. That's great. We're able to give her an education that, you know, we would have loved to have. And we're able to put a little bit more into her. And we're super proud to be able to do those things as her parents right now. And just helping her to develop, you know, as the best person that she can be. And trying to put her in spaces that are going to help her win and get there. However... <laughs> My husband works, he, he's a teacher, so he has to be at work at a, early and at a certain time every day. He can't leave until a certain time. She's got to get to school. 
she it's not you know it's not a bunch of buses running around here like that she's five mm-hmm. she can't even get on public transportation yeah. so she's got to get to school she's got to have lunch made every single day she's got to eat before she gets to school she needs help getting herself together yeah. and then i've got to get myself together and some mornings i open my eyes and i'm like God damn, I don't want to move. <laughs> like, I really, I'm mm-hmm. exhausted. I'm physically exhausted. Tuesday mornings, after we record Monday nights, Tuesday mornings are the roughest thing treacherous, ever. Treacherous, you know what I'm saying? Getting up, trying to get all that shit done, get out, get this child out this door, get myself together, get us both out this door, make sure she's got a full lunch, make sure she's fed. You know, all of these things, they may, and I know I'm not the only one who's dealing with them, which is why I'm talking about, it. talking it's, about it. It's not a complaint, but it is It is a certain pressure. And that pressure is, I think, what I guess to somewhat answer your question is kind of what propels me forward and, and knowing that this has to be done every day because I know that I'm responsible for this little person's life. True. And her success right now. You know, these are the building, the foundation and the building blocks to to starting her success. And then she'll carry that out when she gets to an age where she can do that. But, I've, you know, we've got to set that foundation right now. And so I don't have the option of just laying in bed if I want to lay in bed. I don't have that. I don't have that option. It's got to be done because she's got to be taken care of. And it's the same thing professional wise. It has to be done because I've got to build and grow because I have something that I'm trying to trying to do bigger for my family. Right. But it's I mean, stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it does propel you forward. It is very stressful. Um, but I'm glad you said that. Right. And I think for I mean, when you're talking, what kind of jumped out to me was how selfless of a position that is. And, you know, you are thinking like literally um, disregarding like your current feeling, your current temporary condition because you're so focused on what the end game is. And I think that that's how you use it, right? Yeah. So it's like, and and another, like in, in that, I'm also hearing like, it's a pride conversation for me. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a pride thing for me mm-hmm. because I'm, when when Keisha said, who do I think I am to not be stressed? I think that speaks to my propensity to think that I'm supposed to do everything well. Mm. And how much... The pressure. Yeah. Like how much value there is in falling on your face, right? Um, Beyonce said it. She did. Beyonce had a whole quote about how if you don't ever fail... <laughs> That's I forget true. the rest of it, but it was in, the, in that vein. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was said. Okay. <laughs> How you know it was said if you don't remember what was Because I remember that I heard something oh in God. that same neighborhood. It's I like just this can't show, tell you. It's like this show almost be like not trash. And then one thing happens and we're trash. We got to do better. But yeah, I mean, that's true though. Because I think, because I was telling you before... Um, my frustration in this new position is that I, I'm I'm literally burdened and mired down with this this feeling that I'm gonna mess up like every 
20 seconds. I feel like I'm going to make a decision and it is, it is limited me to the extent where I feel like my creativity is, is gone. Mm -hmm. So where I'm asking, I'm always asking, am I doing this right? What do you think I should do? And I've lost that confidence that allows me to be innovative and in that creative space. And my boss has clocked it. And because she's so clutch, she like throws it right back on me and she will not allow me to just like uh, ride her coattail. So I right. was telling Jay earlier, she's like, I'll ask her like, how do you like, I'll, someone will ask me a question and I won't, you know, I'm over there in my office like, oh, I don't know how to respond to this. So I'll kick it to her and she'll kick it right back to me. Like, use your best judgment. And I'm like, I don't got no best judgment. Just tell me what you want. But in that, um, <clears throat> you know, I go back, we go back and forth and she's like, well, talk me through your process and, you know, well, why do you think, where's your hang up? Why can't you make this decision? And through that, you know, we kind of backed our way into my reasoning. And I mean, I ended up making a decision, but she kind of had to like slow walk me through it and Mm -hmm. like slow walk me out of my panic (laughs) and back to my (laughs) right mind. Um, So I think that, you know, that's the sign of an awesome mentor and supervisor, but it's also a demonstration of how dangerous it can be to um, stay in this anxious place and versus allowing the anxiety to propel you to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's, I just wanted to talk about that and how we pray for a lot of things. Like we all, we took a, a risk and, you know, they told us to do this gang grown podcast thing. We was just going to see how it goes. And now y'all really listening. Yeah, y'all do. I'm surprised. So we got, <laughs> I mean, whew, blew my mind, but we have now have the responsibility to keep coming up with quality things to say. And, you know, that's real. It's a, it's, it's an, it's an anxiety and the pressure of, you know, y'all not, the pressure is we don't want y'all to just give up on us and be like, Oh girl, they are wax sauce. <laughs> um, but even in that, I mean, that's a demonstration of like, you know, we just sat here and say, we just going to be real and talk about yeah how I'm stressed out and how I came home and just sat here with my head pounding. <laughs> um, just because I have just been in my, in, I'm feeling the tension in my body. Sis. Um, managing work and mm-hmm. the show. And I mean, I'm not complaining. I keep, Mm-mm. I feel like I have to keep saying that because this is, this is the season I pray for. Mm-hmm. This is the season I got to work. Um, you, you sow so you can divide the spoils, right? If you don't sow, then ain't nothing to divide, right? So you got to have, I, I want to, I'm going so hard right now because I don't want to have to go this hard 15 years from now. So it's on me all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's on me. It's heavy on me. So I, I might moan and complain and, and um, you know, just tell y'all that I'm scared and I don't know what I'm doing. But that doesn't suggest that I want to stop. It's just me venting and saying I'm scared and I don't know what I'm doing. But I'm trying every day. Because we know a lot of us are scared and don't know what we're doing, but we're trying to figure it out. And so, again, this is a place of community. We're trying to all figure it out together. And sometimes we're stressed. And sometimes we need to talk about how we're stressed so other people can realize they're not the only ones that's stressed out there. True indeed. We're all just stressed together. But there's also ways to figure out how to prepare, propel ourselves forward um, in our stress so that we're not like sitting in it and allowing us to overcome us. And if sometimes you hear that other people are stressed, 
it makes you feel better to know that you're not the only person who's going through it. It's not necessarily a misery loves company situation, but it's more like, all right, I'm not in this by myself. So, I, you know, whether that be you forming accountability groups or just checking in with your friends, like sometimes it's a, it's a good way for you to let your friends know what you're going through so that somebody can check in on you and you're not feeling isolated. Like there's so many good qualities to why you need to talk about these anxieties and these stresses and remember again not all anxieties are bad anxieties true and this is literally like the 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 main reason why i wanted um team type and fast to kind of be a, a thing because it was when i used the hashtag initially before it was anything other than that it was just me saying man I hate typing out these references. I hate slavery. <laughs> Why didn't nobody tell me that <laughs> I should have been doing this all along? You know, and I was just saying it on Twitter and then people started chiming in and was like, oh, girl, use this. Use Mendeley. Use uh, EndNote. In, in use this. Like, you know, so there, I'm saying that all, we all talk about the end, the finish line, the accomplishments but we very rarely talk about the process and the things that trip us up along the way and how when we tripped up we fell and we busted our lip <laughs> like how all it like like and and on what we learned from tripping up and falling and busting our lips so all of that to say man Beyonce gets nervous she I just does. wish she, I wish that she would and I mean like you said she did say without failures you know, there would be no lessons. There would be no that. lessons. But but I do wish that we could be more comfortable and and get to a place as a society and whether it be like in professional culture, family culture, life culture, where we don't feel like we got to be all shiny and pretty and 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 retouched <laughs> and filtered and edited all the time and just be like, Yeah, man, I tried that and that was a fail. Yeah, I can't um, do it, man. <laughs> I can't I, I really can't live that could. good Instagram life I try Like anything you see posted on my Instagram Is true and real I can't do nothing I can't do nothing else I can't polish it up If I'm not in the mood to polish it up Like I can't do it <laughs> It's the realest thing I've ever heard bro I mean it's just It's just Yeah And sometimes it's just refreshing to see people You know who's refreshing? Who? Tia Maori, because <laughs> come on, even when she get on my nerves, that's but not the problematic one. So carry on. No, it's not. No, it's not. She's corny, but she's she's cute. She posts her like her um. Oh my god her post-pregnancy pictures and she talks about her struggle with losing the baby weight, especially with the second baby. And she talked about her struggles in her first pregnant. Like she's very transparent about her human journeys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, it, and I know it's, you know, for the purpose of being like, hey, I know Hollywood has a really bad habit of making you think that you're supposed to snap back in, in two weeks and like be ready to go with this flat belly and no stretch marks. And she's like, that's not real life. And I'm going to show you how I'm dealing with this, how I'm looking, my hair is a mess. And, you know, it's me and this baby around this house and I have this other child. Like, and I appreciate, I appreciate the fact that she does that. You know what I'm saying? And 
that's just kind of what Mickey and I are trying. Like, that's just kind of what we want to do. We don't want you all to think that we know every life lesson and sure. every episode is getting ready to be. And these are here are five steps on how you can manage this or that. That's not even realistic. There are things that we can't find bullet points and and reference points and, you know, solutions to. But sometimes we're literally just trying to crawl our way through. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it just feels good to know that there's mad niggas trying to ca- crawl their way through, too. So you're not in the woods by yourself. All right. Truth is, I'm tired, but that's OK. Truth is, I'm tired. <laughs> but we all are. But we have an honesty box. So shall we move along to that? Yes, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, let us know how, how, what season y'all are in right now. How you feeling? Like, what's going on with you? Engage, engage. Let us know. Are you scressed like me? (laughs) Scressed. That's how my daddy says it. Scressed. That's how my daddy says anything that starts with an ST. I would like some scrollberries. Like, mm -mm. that's not, that's not a thing. That's not a thing at all. And neither is Salmon. Once again. He can't say he can't say anything that started with S T or S H S H because I remember when I graduated high school we went to the crab shanty (laughs) 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 because we are a bunch of blacks we went yes come on crab shanty (laughs) and um, and my my father ordered shrimp (laughs) parmesan. and I thought my mother was going to ooze out of her her skin. And into a puddle of embarrassment onto the in, in the floor. And I was just looking at her like, "That's your baby daddy right there. Look at him. Look, <laughs> look. You did that. That is that you, you yes, did. That. You married him. Yes, you did. And you had not one but two children. Nigga, ain't talking so about hold your head whip. up. Hold your head up, sis. I would like to have the show whip. <laughs> and I said, dear heavenly father God. <laughs> I said, what on earth? <laughs> oh God. She just, I thought my mother was literally going to just combust right there. She's she, about to melt. <laughs> I said, girl, you did this. You are responsible. All right, y'all. Let's She's like, I'm not it. responsible for them SWs. <laughs> <laughs> Shawimp. I said, Shawimp Daddy, why you say the, why you say the pee so hard? Shawimp Parmesan. <laughs> I got a I got a couple boils. Shawimp in the refrigerator right now. I'm gonna eat after this show. This week's episode is brought to you by Care of. This year, make health and wellness a top priority with the help of Care of's monthly subscription vitamin service. Simply answer a few questions about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices via Care of's fun online quiz. And you'll get your personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations in only five minutes. Then... Each month, Care Of delivers them right to your door and customized daily packs great for on-the-go lifestyle. There are even vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs. So I really, really enjoyed um, using Care Of's quiz. It was very clear. It asked me questions about myself and it sent me a pack of vitamins, turmeric, all kinds of things that I need for my body. 
The quiz is super easy. It's super fun. And the packets are great for when I'm traveling or I need to get up and go to work. You all know that I got to hustle and bustle. So I can just literally grab my pack of vitamins. I'm able to take them on the go in the car or in the office. I don't have to worry about a pill container. I don't have to worry about a rattle rattle because I'm not a baby. It's wonderful. (laughs) Take advantage of this month's special new year offer for 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Go to takecareof.com and enter promo code GROW. 50. That's takecareof.com and code GROWN50 for 50% off your first month. Honestly? Truly. Honestly, box time. Honestly? Truly. I miss Joanne. Hi, Jaden Kia. Hey, girl. Thank you. Okay, I'm sorry. Girl. Okay. Okay. Thank you both for everything you're doing for black women. I'm so proud of y'all. I'm so happy. Or your careers are flourishing the way that they are. I've been listening since day one and y'all just keep getting better and better. Thank you so much. Proceeds to let us know that all the super friends are her best friends in her head. My situation slash question. I'm 24 years old and plan on starting dental school this summer. My parents are high school sweethearts. And at my age, they were already married and had two kids. Mm, I I was talking about that the other day with my husband. Multiple times a week, they make comments like, when are you going to get married? You better hurry up if you want kids. I don't think you're going to end up getting married, etc. I know they don't mean it in a mean way. Plus, it doesn't help that I'm the only person in my group of friends at church that is not engaged, married or has kids. On most days, it doesn't bother me because I'm really passionate about my dreams and excited for my future. But sometimes I catch myself comparing myself to others and questioning if I'll ever regret putting my career first. My question is, how do I deal with these feelings? To be honest, it annoys me that I feel this way because it's 2019 and I think there's nothing wrong with a woman who doesn't follow the quote to quote unquote path society says women should follow college wedding kids stay at home. Plus, I think this is a great conversation to have because I know many women who are dealing with this internal battle. The world makes us women feel like we need to choose, have a career or be a spouse slash mom. Thank you in advance for your input. Let's call her Countess. (laughs) Countess Vaughn. Just Countess. Countess girl. First of all, let me just say I'm really exhausted that we are still answering this question in 2019 because mm. this question was probably being asked in like 1969, mm. 1979, 1989, all the way up. Um, <clears throat> I think so. Two things. First, um, did Countess say that she was dating anybody? No. <sighs> so parents <laughs> stress me. Out, especially parents of women um, who subscribe to this kind of conventional, traditional expectation of like progression through the phases of life, like college, marriage, Mm -hmm. parenthood, um, was still like put the onus and responsibility on the woman Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I feel like is completely contrary to what this traditional paradigm suggests Um, because they're not asking niggas exactly like are you suggesting that I ask a man to marry me or like what so I feel a way about that 
Um, and I, I don't think that it's fair for parents to use themselves as a marker or a benchmark no. for how their children should uh, progress through life. So it don't matter. Uh, most of our parents, uh, my mom was <laughs> now, child, please, long time ago, <laughs> I was at the age my mama was <laughs> when she had me. Um, but I don't feel like it's fair to make that comparison because we are living in a different world. No, no, girl. My father was twenty. My mother was twenty-one when they had me. Like, do you know on. what I was doing at twenty and twenty-one? I was an asshole. I was not prepared to be anybody's wife, mother, nothing. Hell, I was barely prepared to be that shit when I got pregnant with Noah. <laughs> I just, I just feel like I wish that we as a society would get away from pressuring women into marriage. Before we pressure women into getting to know themselves and who they are and what they want, um, because that those are necessary prerequisites before entering into a partnership that's going to last past, you know, you know, through through all the challenges um, that come with being in a committed relationship. Um, such as a marriage. So I don't know. I get real, as you can tell, angsty about this because I feel like. Um, I don't know. I don't know what what the expectation is of women. I think um, at this point, because people are so ignorant, and I can say that even as a person who is married and has a kid and whatever, I do focus on my career at the same time. I just yeah, have to figure out how to balance is, both. Right. But I also don't look down on or villainize people who choose not to be married, who are not married, who are not partners with anybody. I have friends who want to have babies and they don't have partners. I have friends who don't want partners. I have friends right. who I have all kinds of friends and it we're all, we're all just different and we have different experiences and that's what makes our relationships beautiful. The fact that we can all come to the table with some Antoinette posted something the other day. She was like, it was a post from somebody else that said the next time you are thinking about a domestic partnership, just just it was I can't it what was it it was something about the nigga like I bought this many of this and now there's this many left and I was like listen Antoinette who is one, like one of my single friends I was like I can go buy five bags of plantain chips from Trader Joe's there will be two left by the time <laughs> we get home and have taken the groceries out of the car. Like these are like <laughs> I'm not shitting on marriage and I'm not shitting on anybody being single. But I think we all just need to learn how to mind our business and let people be. And I don't think that it's fair that the expectation is that anybody at cuz why is it always I'm just saying all sometimes our lives are not a function of intentional choice. Mm-mm. Sometimes it's a matter of circumstance or sometimes it's just a matter of of youth, right? So at 24, I don't think it's fair for you to ask somebody, do you want to do this? Because I mean, like, girl, I don't know. And my prefrontal cortex isn't even developed. I just feel like, I think it's not fair to assume that because I'm single at 22, that that Mm -hmm. means I have chosen to focus on my career. I think... It means that I'm living my life and I'm open to what 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 comes um, when it comes when it comes. And I'm out here trying to be my best self and trusting that what is meant to be will happen when it's supposed to happen. Um, not necessarily that I have, you know, you know, made these steps and calculated and prescribed ways. It's OK to have plans. But if I've learned anything in getting to be 36 years old is that 
adaptability is the business, the currency of adulting. The after, like, like if you have, like, I made plans. If you would have asked my 22 year old self, I'd have been married and two kids in at this point, at least, or finished, but like mm-hmm. finished with children at this point. But my life hasn't been set up by that way. And it's not always been because I have intentionally chose. It sometimes it's been because life has chosen for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because things happen the way that they happen when they happen. And I just don't. So I guess Countess, what I'm saying is uh, you don't have to feel a pressure or feel committed to any choice right now. Right, other than I choose to live my best life with the life that I choose to live the life that I have to the best of my ability. That's and I it. trust that what is for me will come to me when I'm supposed to have it, that's when I'm ready it. for it. Like that's it. And you don't have to answer to nobody. And if your parents are pressuring you, I think at tw- at whatever age and, and you don't, and you're uncomfortable, you can find the words or, 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 you know, wait, pray, whatever it is that you do to get to, you know, find, find a way to, to get the strength. To, to to have the conversation like mm-hmm. this is not helpful to me you asking me when I'm gonna get married like a husband is getting ready to, to just ring the doorbell and drop to his knee when I'm not even dating nobody is not helpful that's not helpful that does not encourage me that doesn't make me feel good and I know that you got married when you was 14 but that's not my testimony that's not my te- that's not it's my not. story it's not and that's okay because I happen to like my testimony I got big plans I'm trying to secure this bag and take care of myself and it's okay to say that or if you are married and you are pregnant and you what or you're looking to have that's okay because that's that's the choice that you've made but I don't feel like you should have to do anything exactly. or you should feel you should allow anybody to pressure you to feel any kind of way because sometimes you just live in the life that you've been given that's it that's mostly what I, I did not seek out to get married especially after my last foolishness <laughs> I was single forever and happy about it this nigga snuck and crept in my life you know what I'm saying he wasn't even supposed to how did you get here nobody's supposed to be <laughs> nobody's here, supposed to be here <laughs> nigga but but I agree with Kia like sometimes life just be life and shit happens now I also understand that black parents can sometimes be difficult and we can try to drill it in them all sometimes. we want about and all the very like every last living day of our lives but I understand that it's hard sometimes to talk to them or to be able to express yourself in a way that they will hear you and I agree with Kia where you can sit down and let them know in a very clear and concise manner like girl I don't like this. I don't know when it's going to happen. However, you can't control what they're going to say. So what you can do at this point is control yourself. You can try to control your feelings and your emotions and try to find coping mechanisms and ways, healthy ways to deal with after you have that conversation with them, even if they don't stop at least you can find coping mechanisms and ways to help you not allow that to bother you. So that you can carry on in a very unbothered and happy manner. <laughs> so sometimes it's not about sometimes we we can try to have the conversations with people. But then sometimes we just have to reconcile certain things with ourselves and just not let people like f- try to figure out ways to not let people get to us. All of it is hard. It's just figuring out the best way that works for you. But Countess... We thank you and love you for your continued support. And we do hope that 
you can find some sort of solace in this <laughs> um or some sort of some sort of uh peace and solitude amidst aggravating ass black parents Oh, they can be so <laughs> aggravating. We on love the them as nerves. much as we love them. On my neck. It's like, girl, I don't have no answers. Like, I got to a point when I was writing my dissertations where I, like, posted on Facebook and I was like, nobody better not ask me one more question. Don't ask me <laughs> no questions. I don't have no answers. You will know. I remember. When I have some information for you, I will make you apprised a of the latest. But don't ask me nothing. Don't ask me how's it going. Don't ask me when it's coming. Don't ask me when I be finished. Don't ask me. Like, don't. Because I don't have an answer for you. I'm out here just doing the best I can with what I got. So shut up. So leave me alone. That in that order. Déjame estúpido. So, (laughs) (laughs) Countess, um, keep us posted. I don't know how you can keep us posted. They're probably going to be asking you this for however long. And you will find the way to tell them. To you will. To, you, you, that's a beauty. The beauty of adulting is that we find ways every day to usher people out of our business. Do. Let me help you. Family included. Out of my business. Let me just shuffle you right on over here. Let me show you your seat. You know out of saying? my business. Let me bless you right quick because that's what's going to help you. Let's move on to these good old petty peeves. Continue to send your honesty box questions to Getting Grown Podcasts. Not you. You were not invited here. <laughs> you so loud, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Getting Grown Podcasts at gmail.com. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey. It's time to be petty and I am ready. Okay. <laughs> Guys. I talked about this on my story one day last week. I got to tell you, I know that these ASMR videos are all the rage. (laughs) And you guys think that they are just so effing funny. Y'all just be, (laughs) y'all just love to watch it. But nothing makes me want to fight than hearing more. Nothing makes me want to fight more than hearing the contents of somebody's mouth. And when you, when I'm telling you that these people have micro, they have mic'd themselves. They, mm-hmm. they have mic'd themselves and are eating pickles, all manner of cr- crunchy, audible foods. And then I can hear the contents of their mouth. Nah, Y'all just going to have to leave me out of it. I don't want no parts of that. Don't do that. And the whispering, it makes it makes me want to crawl outside of my skin. What do you mean? Oh my God, Jade. <laughs> you cannot do this right now because I'm I Jenna cannot Jackson. take it. No, 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 no. I can't. I'm I will Jenna snatch Jackson. the headphones out of my ears because I can't do it. So I'm actually like, I don't know what Jade is saying. I'm just going to continue to talk because I have taken the earphones out of my ears because I cannot actually deal with it. And it just really makes me want to fight. So that's my petty peeve. I don't know who it's for. I don't, I'm not suggesting that you don't watch them. I'm just saying keep that mess from around me. I don't want it. I don't want it. So stop reposting that mess in my timeline without a disclaimer. Because I can't. I'm finished. Why? Yes. <laughs> like, say your petty peeve. I was mouthing Takia. Uh, my petty peeve this week, Postmates. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna just let you have it. They rectified, but I'm glad they didn't have no choice. 
I placed an order for something like either I legitimately placed this particular order. These motherfuckers, I look back at Postmates and this shit said 13,000. You know how it first came up was There's that no I, way. Like, I clicked on Postmates and it. You have that much credit? No. The how little tip, her? the little tip thing popped up and was like, <laughs> um, you want to tip 10, 15 or 20 percent or whatever. So I went to go click like the 20 percent and it was like 13,000 blah, 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 blah dollars. I said, what? the hell so i kept refreshing i closed the app i close i shut my phone down i'm doing all these things i was like there's no way i just saw what i saw like there's no way that there is a thirteen thousand dollar charge from postmates i go back i do all of these things on postmates that would cost that much money nothing nothing so i don't understand what was the mistake i have no clue i all i know is I was like, what? what is, so I keep, and at this point, I can't call anybody. Postmates has no customer service number. That is my real petty peeve. These millennial companies with no customer <laughs> service phone numbers. Like, I, the fact that I have to email and wait for somebody to get in contact with me. They they resolved everything, the $13,000. They were like, oh my God, this I had to get on Twitter. I know I'm all over the place. I had to get on Twitter. I had to blast them on Twitter. I had to fucking send them an email. I was all over the place like you all are going to rectify this ASAP and I'm not going to get myself a new card because of this. But that is my biggest petty peeve. The fact that these companies have zero customer service numbers anymore. You cannot call and talk to a real person about anything anymore you have to email and use your fucking thumbs and whatever else and then wait for somebody to get in contact with you about something that you have the right to know now like i need to know right this very second and not and not five minutes later why the fuck y'all charged me thirteen thousand dollars and i have every black ass human ass motherfucking right to know how the fuck i was charged thirteen thousand (laughs) dollars Like, I need to know how this is possible. And I need to know right the fuck right now. I don't want to wait until tomorrow at 1030 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I don't want to wait on that. So, yeah, I don't know what the issue was or how $13,000 got charged. I know that it was fixed and that's the biggest thing to me. But I need to know how in the future I can contact you with a phone number should some bullshit pop off again. And that's it. Well, all right. Let us uh, journey on <laughs> unto the end of the show. Organ trails. Indeed. Thank you guys for joining <laughs> us for another episode of Getting Grown. Um, we're just too tired, B-I-T-C-H's. <laughs> and we are very, very grateful to you. Not this for your patience. Out. I know. Beautiful so individuals like right that create do. haters. <laughs> I just feel like the right thing to do. Um, but yes, we love y'all down. Thank y'all for listening. Keep us posted um, with what's going on in your life. Like Jade said, continue to engage us yeah. on social media. Y'all know how to do that or through the email. Next week, we're going to get into uh, Eloquent Rage. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, so, we are. So, so if you have not finished, like myself, Mm-hmm. Be done before next week. Next week's show. Yes, indeed. 
So yeah, guys, I think that's it. So in the meantime, sis, um, we are going to admonish the people to continue to drink their water. Mind their B.I. And moisturize because it's cold outside and your black will crack if it's dry. Currently cracking. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Boomerang is coming. Executive producers Lena Waithe and Halle Berry bring you a new chapter born of the classic film. I'm so excited for this new original dramedy. It premieres Tuesday, February 12th at 10, 9 central only on BET. Search and post with hashtag Boomerang on BET. Show whip. It was like, sir, what would you like to have for your entree? I would like the show whip. Parmesan. <laughs> Me and Brian just looked at each other like, did you hear this nigga? <laughs> you hear this nigga over here talking about what is a shrimp? What is what is a shrimp? Like, you know what a shrimp is? Some squimps. I want the, the, the linguinis. I told you that's like that. Did I ever tell you about that kid, Jared? He was a bully on my bus. He was his name was Jared. He couldn't say his R's. He said like W's. Oh, so Jerry? Yeah, Jared. So he was like, he was the worst. Like he was nasty to other kids. Like he was terrible. So of course, I was myself. So I got on the bus and I was like, What's up, Jared? Don't do that. <laughs> he so would be rude. like, My name is not Jared, it's Jared. Oh. <laughs> and I'd be like <laughs> Yes, that's what I said. I said, what's up, Jared? He's like, it's not Jared, it's Jared. You are so rude. Yo, no, because he was a bully. You gave him a complex. No, he had one. Well, you know what? You should have left other people alone. Then I would have left your little raggedy ass alone. His big brother came and threatened me. And I was like, it's not my fault that your whole family can't speak. But anyway, (laughs) let me know when you're ready. All right, let's start (laughs) in.